So to echo what Bonnie said, um, the staff this year had a burden unlike um, really anything I'd ever seen, even when I was on staff or when I was a camper. Um, there were very specific prayers in the prayer times that were just crying out to the Lord for specific campers that we know are not walking in the right way and just emotion and a real sense of the Lord's presence with us and the Lord giving the staff a burden for the campers. Uh, the games were a blast this year. I think, uh, like Bonnie said, we had absolutely no broken bones and that was a lot of, that's always a blessing and it was a lot of fun, um, even with things like tube tug and a couple of the other games that are more fun and physical, but the Lord was very good and protected. Um, and so for me, I got to be the photographer and the IT guy this year, and that was a brand new role. I had never done that before as my main job. I had been an assistant counselor before and kind of the assistant photographer. Um, but with Mr. McAnally not being able to come to camp, I found myself pushed into that role kind of unexpectedly. I knew I might be doing it and then it was kind of sudden. So the Lord really taught me a lot. I learned that it's a big job and it really um, helped me respect what Mr. McAnally has done for years and how much he pours into it. Um, I had a lot of help. I was very grateful that there were a lot of other cameras this year among the staff and the campers that were able to take pictures and give them to me to use for the final camp video. So I really was able to see this year a real sense of the Lord's providence, even as we were sad that the Canadian folks couldn't make it. Um, we saw how the Lord opened door after door that the staff that were able to come were able to come. And even for me, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get the time off. And then the Lord just opened the door and I was able to go. Um, so I wanted to really just focus um, on the spiritual side of things and say that the messages this year were also some of the best I've ever heard. Um, the theme was knowing and living the truth, and the messages will be on Sermon Audio. I'm working on getting those uploaded, and I highly encourage y'all to listen to them. Um, each night, the Lord was with us in the chapel, and I can say that every single night, I felt like the Lord spoke to me and to the campers and to the staff. And one specific thing I wanted to mention was when Mr. Eshelman preached. He preached out of the book of Psalms and Psalm 119. And his focus was on using the scripture and knowing the truth and how to live the truth. And specifically, um, the ministry, ministries of scripture to the whole man. And the verse that he focused on was Psalm 119, verse 9. And it says, Wherewithal shall a young, young man cleanse his way? by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And that really resonated with me, um, especially I'm currently working a job in carpentry construction, and the folks I work with have absolutely no interest in taking heed to the Lord's word. And this was just a real encouragement to me, thinking about how I can apply it to my life and how I need to be more in the word and living the word. And to quote um, a quote that Pastor Tomasian said uh, later on in the week, he said that the scripture is a balm to our soul. And I really feel like we felt that this week of camp, that the times in prayer and the time in the word and the times in the chapel was truly a balm to my soul, and I know it was to many of the staff and to many of the campers. So, thank you. All right, so this was my first year as a staff member and so on the little form that we sent in, I had cr crossed the check for being a counselor. And then when I got the, uh, when, I, when I was told I was on staff, I was like, oh, 
because I thought I wanted to have more of an impact on the kids. And in the beginning, I had a thought that, well, as a staff member, I'm not really going to have any interaction with them, get to talk to them, get to encourage them. But then throughout the week, um, I got more and more opportunities to just talk to them, get to know them, get, get to know who they are, and just encourage them, even when I'm refing games or just doing other stuff around, around camp. And so I had a lot of opportunities to just get to know, get to know them and, and encourage them. And so it was a real answer to prayer in that regards because I'm, I, I didn't know what I was doing in uh, checking the mark, but God knew he wanted me as a staff member, and so I'm thankful, thankful for that. So the beginning of camp started out a tiny bit rough because a lot of us had really rough weather, weather getting there. Uh, the Indianapolis church, I think, had the longest time getting here with uh, really rough weather. But uh, praise the Lord, they did get there safe and sound. I think it was like 9 or 10 o'clock on Saturday that they finally got there. So that was, that was really good. And then, and then on top of that, uh, after we got there, we realized, well, one of the staff's uh, shower rooms are broken down and not usable. So then we had to shift all of the campers around to try and get everyone, make sure they got a shower in the morning, and make sure everything was all right. And so in the beginning, we were all thinking, oh, how are we going to do this? How is all this going to work out? And throughout it, I mean, all of the camp staff just really pulled together, even the campers pulled together, too, of just making, making it all work. And, I mean, even that, God turned it around and used it, used it for his good. And so... Uh, that was a good thing. And then also, uh, I think all, both of Bonnie and Caleb, Caleb already mentioned it, but the prayer times in, in the morning, uh, that was the most encouraging part of, of the day, I wouldn't say about the week, because in each of those mornings we'd pray and go around, and you could really feel the Spirit of God in with us, people having a burden for each of the campers, not just them, them as a whole, but having specific prayer requests for some of them. And one of the few that were on my mind, uh, one of the guys, or two, two of the guys, two of the campers are about to go into mi the military, and so it's a, they're going into a really rough spot, and uh, you kind of look at the, their lives and, like, and you think, are they ready for this? Are, are they prepared for what's ahead? Or are they, like the psalm that Caleb read, are they actually attempting to cleanse their way? And so we were really, that's one of the burdens that I had on my heart, praying for those two guys. And in the last, on Friday, I believe, there was a time for just open testimony for some of the kids. And that was really encouraging to hear because I think, one of the guys that I was praying for was the second person, no, the third person who gave their testimony, and it was really encouraging to hear that they had been spoken to throughout the week, and that they had been encouraged to just go on, go on with God. And it was, it was encouragement to hear God pray, answer God to answer prayer. It was a very big encouragement to me to see that. And each of the kids still needs, needs our prayers. Um, Many of them have really broken lives and uh, really just need to keep them in prayer. Because 
I know in my life, uh, camp was a very big thing. Like, I looked forward to it even more than I did Christmas or something like that. I, it, was, it was the best thing about the year because going from a place where we really didn't have church and a lot of people who we could fellowship with, just going to camp was such a big blessing. And I, you could tell with a lot of those other kids there, that's the biggest thing for them too. And you talk to some of them, you're just like, I am so excited for next year. And, and I, I am too. And I know that God can answer prayer, and, and he does. We, we saw that in last week. And so it was, it was a big, big blessing to me to know that, that God, God works. And if we keep specific people before us in prayer, those that we remember, he, he is faithful to answer those. So um, we're here for that, so thank you. These, a lot of these guys have covered a lot of my bases already. So, um, back down. guys ha have covered my bases already, but I've got some, um, some other things that I'd like to point out. The first thing is, as you might have seen, they, some of them had their booklet here. Um, Every, every camper and every staff member gets a booklet. It gives us, obviously, the, our schedule every single day. But every day they meet with their counselors in their cabins, and, and they do, and there is a devotional in there. And then there's uh, spaces for them to take notes in, in, during the services as well as during their devotional time. So it's, it is very, very good that way. And um, Dr. Pollock did the devotionals for this this year. Um, just a couple, a couple things to point out here. We had 24 total staff members this year, and that is not counting the ministers. And 12 of those are alumni from camp. So they, they are coming up, and, and they are wanting to, to jump in and to become the leaders of the future generation. Um, Psalm 102 verse 18 says, This shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. These staff members that talked tonight, that spoke tonight, 28 years ago when we started our camp were not even born yet. Okay, That kind of puts things into perspective. And so our, our goal, our mission, if you will, is scripturally is is that that the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord and because we we give them the gospel and then they grow up in that it is it is the exact same thing that holds true in every church as well as at camp um, we had uh, new staff members this year Heidi Thomas was was new this year she was the nurse's aide uh, Hannah Bogus from our North Carolina church. This was her first time on staff. Dr. Jim Messer. I don't know if any of you know Dr. Jim Messer, but but he is a deacon from the North Carolina church, and, and he was on my activity staff this year. Then and then Rishi came this year, and then uh, Jack Armstrong. I don't know how many of you met or saw Jack back here on Sunday, but but Jack was there. Um, and, and he was on ancillary staff along with, with Benjamin Thomas. What is ancillary staff? 
they uh, stay up very late at night and they roam the woods around the cabins at night and they make sure that no one gets out of the cabins. And Dr. Pollock tells the, tells the campers on the Saturday night, he, 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 and it, it's no kidding around at all here, and he says, if you, if you go out of your cabin other than to go to the bathroom, you will be sent home, period. And, and so that is, that is these men's jobs to make sure that, that no one gets out and, and they roam around. We had campers from nine states, Arizona, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Virginia. We, we had a, a bunch of, of brand new campers, a bunch of them. In fact, Lois, my daughter-in-law's cabin, was, was full of brand new, brand new girls. And they were, they'd never been to camp before, never experienced camp before, so, so that was Lois's job, was to bring them along and to guide them and tell them, okay, be here and help them out in, in that regard. Uh, we had several firsts this year. Um, this was our first year without Dr. Allison. Now, he was not there in 2019 because he was sick, but at, le at least he was still alive. And so this was our first year without Dr. Allison. And Caleb actually, at the end of our slideshow on Friday, on Friday night, did, did a tribute to Dr. Allison, for which I was personally very grateful for. Um, this was the first year... We've been doing this for 28 years. This is our 27th camp because we didn't have camp in 2020. This was, this was the first camp in 27 camps that we actually had to unload everything in the rain, pouring rain, on the Saturday night. So we were delivering kids to their cabins and all their gear and all this and, and in vans. All the vans were driving through the woods delivering people. So it was... <laughs> um, I've been doing this now, well, um, some of the guys have been saying, okay, this is my 15th year, this is my this year, this is my this year, well, this is my 28th year, and, and it is just rote. I mean, we, we know when you arrive, this is what you do. And, and I mean, you could do it with your eyes closed, but in the pouring rain and without showers, and what are we gonna do? And, and it just threw everything way off. So um, I, was, I was grateful. Anthony isn't here tonight, but I was grateful because while we were delivering um, campers, there were other campers stuff after they had their stuff delivered, they were down there and were thinking, how are we going to keep them entertained? What are we going to do here? Well, Anthony, Anthony just picked up the ball. Him, uh, he, he and Caleb, and they just picked up the ball, and, and Anthony, who had worked at the Wilds, imported a Wilds game and told, and told Caleb, this is what we're going to do. I need pictures. And so it was, and they throw pictures up on the screen and, you know, pictures of six people or something. And so, so they would throw a picture up there, you know, like, like the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And so, and so these campers had to come up here and, and uh, form, you, you know, look at the picture and then imitate it. In the same position, same head and everything like this. Well, Doc, uh, Mr. Tomasian doesn't know this, but he, he's in the back just laughing and having a good time watching all this. And, uh, and someone goes, put this, put this up there, put this picture up there. And it was a picture of the Tomasian family. <laughs> so the kids are trying to, to, to um, uh, imitate their, their poses in that. Um, um, this was the first year where I only had one returning alumni 
activity staff with me. Um, all, the, all, all of the other years, everybody was able to come, but the closer we got to camp, they would drop off. They would just keep dropping off. Uh, uh, Joshua Mooney was one of them, and, and they are purchasing a home, and they were closing on that home during that week. So he couldn't come, and so, and so there were others. But uh, so it was, it was real interesting. And then this is the first time, Bonnie, are you registered? You're a registered nurse? Oh, good, thank you, because that's what I got written down here. <laughs> this is the first time that we have ever had an alumni from our camp come back as a registered nurse. We have had regi registered nurses there before, but this is the first that a camper has now gone through college, gotten her degree, and then is, is now our nurse. So that's, that's, to me personally, that is incredibly encouraging. Um, Psalm 145 verse four says, one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. Um, I was, I was glad that Bobby alluded to, to the opportunities that even on activity staff, we have to speak to the young people. It is, it is amazing the many opportunities that we have walking up to the field, walking back from the field. If there's, if there's, um, if there's a situation that may arise, you can come alongside and help them, help them you know, think it through and, and all the rest. Um, another place that, that one generation is able to praise another generation or rather to, to, uh, to praise the Lord and show the Lord's mighty works to them is, is around the table. Okay, um, I, when I go, I, I uh, attempt to go e each different meal. I like to sit at a different table to get to know the kids. And so in one particular meal, I was sitting there and Stephen Hamilton was sitting beside me. And so conversation just naturally happened. It wasn't anything, okay, I'm going to say this, you say this. It just happened. And he was talking about, about he, how, how he got assurance of his salvation. And so, and so he asked me, and so I'm sharing it with him, and we're just carrying on a conversation. And, and the table was full of young people, and all of them got up, all of them but three got up, and they, and they took their plates back and all the rest, but three of them just sat there and, ju and just listened. And we weren't preaching, we were, it was just, this is what the Lord has, has done for me. And so there are tons of opportunities to do this. And then, of course, uh, from from the pulpit as well. This year, and and I think it was Caleb, um, um, uh, let you guys know that Adam Eshelman was there this year. Um, Adam's Adam's church, Reformation Bible Church, sent sent the largest amount of young people to our church this year uh, to our camp this year. They had after drop ad week, um, I think the total from their church uh, landed at 14. At one point, they had 16 coming. And so, uh, so he, he was there and he preached on, on the Tuesday night for us. So all in all, all in all, that, that, was, that was the week. Um, one thing that, that I really um, have, have always enjoyed, even at Camp Penile, we would have our prayer times while the young people were, were in their devotions. Uh, the staff would, would always have our, our prayer time. And at Camp Penile, it was always out, out on the deck. There was a deck that, that overlooked the lake, and, and, we, and we had our prayer time there. This year, um, as, as has already been spoken, uh, mentioned by, I think, all of them, and that is that the prayer times this year were very, um, uh, very um, 
very special, and I think that's the best way to put it. I was reading, I, I, started, I started in the book of 1 Samuel while we were at camp in my Bible reading, and I was reading about Hannah, how, how it tells us that Hannah poured, her, Hannah poured her soul out before the Lord. Hannah poured her soul out before the Lord, and we actually heard that, audibly heard that during our prayer times. And, and, and one staff member after another, not only for um, existing campers, it was not limited to them, but the prayers went on for those that had come to camp in the past and, and, and who are still outside of Christ. And they were prayed for by name, a lot of them, from, from older staff members. So that, that is, is an incredibly precious time. Um, and then the last thing that I will mention is, is our director, uh, Dr. Pollock. At, at my place of work, at my place of work, we, we have a saying, and, it, and that saying is, the right person in the right seat. The right person in the right seat. And there is no question whatsoever that the Lord led Dr. Pollock our way to camp because he is, without any question, the right person in the right seat. And the, and the Lord prepared him long before he ever got here for, for his ministry among us as, as the director. And many of us consistently and always thank the Lord for, for Dr. Pollock and his influence, not only in our lives, but as well as in the lives of our young people as well. Thank you, one and all. Just before we, we sing and then pray, I want to add a few words in addition as well to uh, express thanks to everyone who prayed for camp. It's not just for those of us who are there. I know there are many that pray here in this congregation while we're there, very concerned that things will go well. So sincere thank you as you prayed. Prayer makes all the difference. I'm very thankful for the staff that we had, both from this church and our other churches, and with particular mention, of course, of Mr. Carper and Mrs. Gardner. Without them, it just would not happen the way it does, and I'm very thankful to both of them for how they help and how they bring it all together. And I should make mention also of Dr. Pollock. I, uh, we're living in a different age than when they first started camp. 28 years ago, you sent your kids to things, never thought anything about it. When I was a kid, you had no boundary as far as you would go. There were no boundaries. You would, as long as you were back by whatever time you were supposed to be back by, be back by eight, be back by nine, that's all that mattered. And we would be miles away. I mean, miles away from home. It's not like that now. It's not like that now, for a number of reasons I'll not get into. But certainly there is less uh, trust that parents have, and they keep their children much closer than before. And in one sense, you might say for good reason. But at this other side of it, camp opens up an opportunity unlike any other. Most teenagers are playing video games on their cell phones 
if they're not at school and doing whatever else they have to do. Every waking moment they are, they are engaged in something other than the Word of God. And when they arrive, there are no games. The phones are taken from them. And that's it for a week. They have no connection with the outside world. And it creates space to hear. To actually hear. And that's why it's a unique opportunity. Some of the best young people that I have met in the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, I met at camp, have met at camp, and they have been involved and are involved there each year. And they will all testify to the impact that it has had. So I want us all to be thankful for it. And as I look to next year, God willing, we will have our own little camper, which is hard to believe. And I trust that all parents here will think about it and pray about the opportunity that it creates. I'm not loyal to it simply because I feel an obligation to be so. I don't know how things were in the past, but I am thankful for Dr. Pollock. He comes in Saturday night, he lays down the law. And I would have it no other way. If anything, I might probably be a little heavier, but no, he, he is right on the money. Anything, any breach, any nonsense, you go home at your parents' expense. The kids know that, and you set a tone. It is vital that the leadership, including staff, activity staff, counselors, it's absolutely vital that they understand what it means to be close to the kids and talk to the kids and yet not attempt to be their best friend and on the same level. That there's authority communicated, that there's respect that must be adhered to one of their activity staff. <laughs> I'll not name any names. I'll just say that she's a she. And one young camper said something back to her during a game or wasn't happy with the decision that something was out. Game of volleyball, I think it was. And she just glared at him. Don't talk back to me. And I was thankful. Because it takes that to keep things in line. So the leadership is vital. It's an opportunity to be seized upon in the last couple of years, there's been a couple of marriages out of it as well, or one that's coming in the not-too-distant future, as well as one that just passed last year. So we're very thankful for how the Lord uses it in that way as well. So what do we want? Just before we sing, I just want to remind you of what we thought about. I, I, I was really thinking about Josiah again. You, you, um, I'm going to be so brief, you, you don't really need to turn your Bibles to this, but it is in Second Kings chapter 23. I just want to remark on this verse. And I remarked on it on Sunday night. Second Kings 23, verse 25. 
I, I come into camp, of course, with no experience. My, I was there two years ago for the first time, and I was given the job, right, you're camp chaplain, you have to lead the prayer times in the morning. I had no frame of reference. I had no idea how it was done before in the past. I only had one burden, that those prayer times be profitable, that it is an actual engaging with the Lord. So to hear everyone remark on the times of prayer in the morning is for me a personal answer to prayer. Because when you're leading it, you shape, you facilitate, you guide, you instruct, you set the tone. I'm so thankful that those times of prayer were what they were, and I agree with everything that was said. Josiah, like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might. According to all the law of Moses, neither after him arose there any like him. After the Lord's day, I thought about the need for Josiah's again. Of course, I was thinking about it, which is why I preached on it, but I was thinking about it again, left an impression. If you can summarize Josiah's life, if you were to establish a Josiah club, what would it be for our young people to follow in the way of Josiah? And you'll know this from what we dealt with on Sunday night. First, he sought God. Can't be part of this club unless you're one who seeks God. And young people have the ability, by the grace of God, to seek God. He sought God. He trembled at the Word. We considered that as well. And what I could not shake was the other aspect. He was relentless. He was relentless in his obedience and desire to honor God to the extent, and I don't know if I emphasize this sufficiently enough on Sunday evening, to the extent that what he is reading, what is revealed to him that came from the prophet is destruction is imminent and you can't change anything about that. It's going to happen. There's going to be captivity. There's going to be devastation. There's going to be destruction. And nothing is going to stop it. And yet Josiah does everything in his power to do what is right anyway. And I thought of the doomsdayers who impose on Scripture the hopelessness of our day they impose it, it's not there. They impose on Scripture the hopelessness of our day. And imagine that there's nothing that can be done. There are some that have come to the conclusion there will be no revival again in North America. And there's no grounds for it. There is no grounds for it. And here's a man who's told... There will be no revival. <laughs> it's going to be devastation. And yet he engages in reform and doing everything in his power 
to influence his generation for good. That kind of resolve is what all of us need in this day. And our children need to see in us that kind of resilience to the difficulties of our day and the perseverance that especially is reflected in prayer.